When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Well, Matt, fellow adventurers, we are still in the town of Mixbow, which is uh, with port controlled by the Wither Guild. I mean, I could read the description, but I probably read it in a previous episode. Anyhow, there are still a couple of adventures to do here. Well, three. But one of them's big, so I'll do the small ones first. First one is an unpleasant encounter. The man's face turns a deep shade of crimson, and you sense he resolved to have it out with you, here and now. You feel it's perhaps time someone taught this obnoxious, brutal lesson. Here we go. While passing by a scribe shot, a man balancing a tall armload of scrolls and papers steps out onto the street and walks straight into you. The items he was carrying fly into the air and land on the ground in great dismay. Although it's not your fault, you're about to politely apologise to the man and lending a hand picking up his beyonding. Picking up his beyonding when he suddenly begins cursing at you and threatens to soundly thrash you. Hey, 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 that's a bit much. The man's face turns bright red. His heavily muscled frame quivers in the throes of his self-induced wage. I apologise to the man. I'll teach him some... I'm going to try to apologise. Because I, I, I don't want to get into a fight unless I absolutely have to, you know, with a regular person. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure he's bad. So I don't want to avoid a fight. Apologise to the man. Swallow your pride and effort to stave off an unpleasant confrontation, you offer a humble apology to the man, and on offer to help him gather up the scattered ice, which I was going to do anyway. He continues to insult you as he stabs right between my eyes, and call it making hollow, because I'm squishy. Swabs at your chest with his thick index finger. It's apparent. Oh, no, enraging brute, enraged brute, and enraging as well, I guess. Brute is spoiling for a fight. Do nothing and walk away. Much to disappointment of several lockers who had turned to watch the unpleasant encounter unfold, you bid the enraged man a good day and continue on your way. The uncouth man continues to hurl curses at you as you depart. Okay, that, that's a boring way to do it. Let's... Let's actually have a fight. Because that, that was technically an end, but it was quite boring, wasn't it? 
Alright, let's try it again. I'm going to apologise. Okay, let's teach the obnoxious man some lessons. Having had quite enough of this man's insulting manner, I feel it is time someone did something to teach this obnoxious brute a few manners. As, the man, as if the man can sense you about to act, he draws a wooden club and holds it at his waist while his eyes carefully study your every move. So I can just fight him. I can have it out with the obnoxious boot. I can use telekinesis, elementalism, or thievery. Hmm, thievery, what would that do? You move towards the man with your hand outstretched in an apparent gesture of goodwill. As he moves to back your hand away, the other hand darts for his money pouch. Picking a number. A bonus of 18, all from thievery. Got to get 40 or more. Or presumably, he'll notice. But he's already angry, so nothing really to do about that. No, no real downside, so pick now. 86, success. 8 XP to thievery. The man knocks your outstretched hand to the side, woofly rebuffing you off with goodwill. The other hand makes quick work of his unprotected money pouch. He quickly pockets his gold. 19 gold tokens. You must quickly decide upon the next course of action. So I, I, I guess I could attack him now. Alright, I've stolen from him. Now, let's attack him. It's usually the other way around. Usually, you beat someone up and then you take their money. But Sir Crokington isn't for such cliché actions. Sir Crokington takes someone's money and then beats them up. Got to mix it up a little bit, don't you? Your opponent, who seems to relish the idea of the fight, takes several swipes at you with his club as you draw within range. You have resolved to merely teach this brute a lesson in humanity and will thus be attempting to subdue him. It, this, this is not to the death. Although he's probably planning to kill me, I'm not planning to kill him. He's just annoying. And violent. And very, very angry. Not necessarily evil. He's an obnoxious brute. Begin combat. Oh, it's non-lethal combat. Oh, he's not trying to kill me either. He's just going for a bit of GBH. Probably. The man swipes at you with an iron wad. I stab, but, you know, non-lethally, somehow. Anyway, he's defeated. 10 XP. A small gathering of onlookers have stopped to witness the violent spectacle as you defeated your, oppo your defeated opponent slowly regains his feet. He has been beated soundly. His, lo his lofty ego battered as much as his body. The man gathers up his scattered items and turns to face you before he departs. It is unwise to cross the sign of the seven. He stares staring at you with cold, murderous eyes. You will learn to fear your own shadow. Fool. The man departs into the crowd, and the onlookers who had paused to watch the confrontation resume their respective affairs. What doctor is meant by the sign of the seven? 
and you mull over his parting words as you once again set off on your way. And, and that's that. That is the end of that adventure. You don't even get a formal end to it. It just, it just ends. Now, the sign of the seven might turn out to be something, but I don't think it ever has. It's just one of those things that you just make, and then you kind of forget about. I don't know, maybe it'll turn out to be something incredibly huge at some point in the distant future. Or maybe it'll just be a little something... Maybe we'll meet another guy. Another angry guy who's a part of this group. Who knows? Who knows? Although I'm leaning towards nothing. Because it's been about 20 years and nothing's happened. So, And it's not really expected. No, it's not one of the hugely demanded plot hooks. Alright. Now Flame Wielder. This is an Oakenstone mask inspired adventure much like the Wat Den from yesterday and this is once more by VWK let us start the adventure so begins Flame Wielder there are tips notes available for this adventure the adventure that led you to this entry features multiple paths to completion it may benefit you to play through the adventure multiple times without saving your game to discover the best, the most advantageous, most appropriate path for your character. The Pyromancer turns and dashes into the alley, maneuvering through the narrow, rubbish-strewn lane faster and more nimbly than you would have ever posited to give the young man credit for. Within just a few seconds, he disappears into the deeper shadows towards the end of the alley gloom deepened by the onset of the chill dusk now setting over Mixwell. For a moment, and only a moment, you consider letting him go, following the fire-wielder. Fire In such a confined space could easily prove deadly. You almost immediately discard the notion. Having witnessed the trail of death and destruction wrought by the man who brandishes fire, as effortlessly as a swordsman might might a well-honed blade, you merely realise this rampage of terror must be stopped by any means at your disposal. It was at the earnest behest of Mugsbill's Withergild that you entered into the hunt for the outlaw mage, a rogue spellcaster whose vendetta against several local merchants reportedly sparked his murderous, fiery rampage that claimed, claimed the lives of two city guardsmen. The guild made it plain. Plain, they preferred the mage to be captured and return to them alive, if at all possible. The guildsmen to whom you spoke seemed to indicate that your promised payment of 500 gold depended upon him being brought in alive. You rush into the ally, proceeding less cautiously than you otherwise might. It can't be helped. The thought of losing the spellcast of the maze of streets and tunnels that make up much of the city's western sector is not a notion you're prepared to entertain. A large shape looms out of the shadows ahead. He was thinking to draw to a hold, 
only to discover the wains of the ally appear to be choked with tall heaps of debris, piles of rotting, rotting refuse, and mounds of cracked, discarded stone. Alright, okay, uh, someone... Some particular guild needs to um, have more regular garbage collection. Yeah. Okay, I'll talk to them about that afterwards. As you stand staring at the gloom, your keen vision reveals something you hadn't expected. The alley ends at a towering wall less than 100 feet in front of you. Unless he's also adept at gating magic or a skillful climber. The man you are hunting is undoubtedly trapped somewhere in the darkness ahead. You still plan on trying to take him alive, but you're beginning to wonder at the likelihood of such a scenario. As you stand staring into the gloom, your eyes scouring the heaps of rubbish and debris that fill the remainder of the alley, you contemplate how best to proceed. So... I have a few options now. I can remain where I am. and I don't know what will happen there. But presumably, I will be attacked. Because I'm just standing there. And you might as well. Because otherwise you will die. So you might as well try to knock off the guy who's going, who's going to kill you. Either directly or indirectly when you get hand hand handed over to the Wither Guild. Who will kill you. No doubt about it. They're just that kind of people. Cautiously move along the alley. Of I probably will get ambushed in the process, but... Maybe I'll, maybe I'll see the ambush first. I could use gating or thievery. What does gating do? It failed. Without warning. A dazzling red flash erupts at the far end of the alley as a crackling spear of fire screams through the air, headed straight for you. You make a desperate attempt to dive clear of the hurtling fireball, but the orb of flame slams into the ground at your feet and explodes upon impact, its blast searing your flesh and sending you sprawling backwards. That's 46 damage, burned and dazed. But thankful to be alive, you manage to stagger to your feet. And then I heal that. <laughs> yeah. Don't hurt someone who has healing magic. They'll just heal themselves. You gotta go it's gotta be all it's gotta be all at once, my friend. Before you can even contemplate your next move, a new threat takes form in the darkness just ahead. A pair of towering elementals. Vaguely humanoid in shape. Hmm. Really? Do you have to go for humanoid? Couldn't you have summoned fire elementals in some more fun shapes? Like a fire snake? Or a fire spider? Or a fire pangolin? That'd be cool. A fire pangolin! Every fibre, a blazing strand of red flame, stalk out the shadows ahead. As the fearsome elemental duo draws within melee range. You stupidly position yourself to face them one at a time. I guess all this trash in this alley helps with that. It's a fire elemental. The elemental flares brightly as it swats at you. You are struck by a foul, powerful blast of fire for 10 damage. Alright, it's a 3 plus as always. 
It's nearly done. Very nearly done. Round 9. And finish it off on round 10. It's just slain. 22 XP. The blazing terror hisses wildly as it dispels into a pile of smouldering ash. But there is no time to wait for the victory. Before you draw your next breath, the second of the fire elementals is upon you, lashing at you with its willowy, flaming limbs. It's a fire elemental. Begin combat! The elemental flares brightly as it swats at you, as elementals are wont to do. A sudden surge of energy overtakes you, and you lay an impossibly swift blow upon your enemy for seven damage. I keep fighting it, and it is slain. 22 XP. As the second elemental crumples into a heap of ash, you spot the pyromancer through the lingering pile of smoke. Lurking in the shallow cast by the heap of debris near the end of the alley, the fiendish mage appears to be attempting to summon more of his deadly fire. Uh, and then the next thing says, of the alley. Okay, I think this is just... This just appears to be a typo. You just... I think he was adding something to a line, but something appeared twice anyway. It says of the alley at the end. This is just a typo, so. You know what? I'm going to tell the GM about this. Alright, oh, he's been told. Maybe he'll fix it. Yeah, yeah, he probably will fix it. He's pretty, he's pretty quick with fixing mistakes like this. Realising you can't hope to survive an endless barrage of his potent magic, but how endless would it be? I mean, he's going to run out of Neville Reserve eventually. He probably only has about 20 or so, and I could easily... And I'll, and I'll run, and he'll run out of Neville Reserve to blast me with long before I run out of Neville Reserve to heal with. He boldly charge ahead, determined to prevent him from unleashing any further attacks. Alright. Pick a random number. Bonus of 48. 20 from agility, 18 from body, 10 from luck. I have to get 75 or more. Or presumably I get blasted on the way. Pick now. 123. The young man. His face twisted into a hideous scowl, cries out in alarm as you reach him, and deliver a death blow that sends him sprawling. He scrambles to regain his feet, but before he's fully upright, you're upon him, determined to bring to an end his trail of death and destruction. This is the Pyromancer, who is also quite possibly a Pyromaniac, but we will see. We'll see. He's definitely burning a lot of things that people that, you know, are people. And that's mean. Don't burn people. Because it really hurts to be burned. Anyway, I can kill or subdue. Obviously, subduing's a little bit harder, but I think you'll get more money at the end. Anyway, you'll be dead the end, either way. Subdue your enemy. The maid the swipes at you with his 
flaming iron wad. And I stab with my fairly regular dagger. You're engulfed by the flames if your enemies attack for 18 damage and poof, finish him off with a special of two impossibly swift blows. And down he goes. 20 XP. Alright. The mage slumps to the ground at your feet, struggling to draw breath. His dagger drops from his hand and you instinctively kick the weapon to the side. Despite having suffered a severe beating, the fire-wielding spellcaster will most likely completely recover from his injuries. You know, if he isn't executed first. I don't know, maybe they'll let him heal first and then execute him. The Pryomancer. His face severely battered. Slowly regains his feet, but it's nearly a minute before he's able to speak. I'd have thought they'd wanted me dead, he says, gasping out an obvious reference to the Wither Guild. We might as well read about who they are now. The Wither Guild. The Wither Guild is the name of a powerful and influential federation of merchants and traders that oversees and profits from nearly all of the commerce that passes through Migsbrough along the Wither Twinned. Over the last century, the guild has grown at an alarm startling weight, expanding beyond the boundaries of Migsbrough to other important ports along the Great Wither. The Wither Guild now maintains a presence in each of the following cities along the Wither Twind Migsbrough, Trithic, Twindmore, and Groudock. In each of these four cities, the guild operates grand emporiums which a wide range of items, weapons and armour and other things, that, and presumably a lot of other things that we don't particularly care about, can be bought and sold. Adventurers seeking to browse the items for sale in the Emporiums will first need to purchase a Wither Guild medallion at the Wither Guild office in Mugsborough. The Wither Guild wields an extraordinary amount of political power in Mugsborough, so it is yet to achieve a similar level of might elsewhere, but it's trying, it's trying. The guild is governed by a guildmaster, who is elected by a council of six, and how are these council appointed? It doesn't say. I don't know, presumably by some associations of particular, you know, industries or something. Who knows, who knows. Ah, okay, talk about the Wither Guild. You know nothing of those fiends. Fiends, if you'd willingly enter into their employ. There's much I can tell you about them. About what they've done, what they're doing, and will do. You need to hear me out. The mage winces, places his hands on his hips, and leads forward. He splits a wad of blood onto the ground at his feet before again turning his pleading gaze back to you. All I'm asking is for you to hear me out. Okay. Now admittedly, this could just be a trick to, you know, escape. Because you have killed people. So, alright. Okay, I guess I'll hear you out. The instant you agree to hear him out, the maid steps back and throws up both hands. Two columns of thick grey slope 
billow up from the ground before him, out of which emerge a tear, pair of pair of towering fire elementals. Oh, you tricked me! I knew you were trying to trick me, but you still tricked me! All right, all right, I'm not going to hear you out twice. Yes. The creatures of flame, vaguely humanoid in shape, the reverie entwined fire by a blazing strand of red flame surged towards you, protecting a wall of heat hot enough to sear flesh. Oh no! Oh well, okay, I'm probably not going to smell delicious, because fortunately, I'm a toad, not a frog. So at least I don't have to worry about that. As the fearsome elemental duo draws within mellow range, you strudely position yourself to face them one at a time. Here's a fire elemental. It flares brightly as it swats at you or is struck by a powerful blast of fire. And again, for 10 damage. The first time was 10 damage as well. Okay, it's nearly done, and it is slain. 22 XP. The blazing terror hisses wildly as it dissipates into a pool of smouldering ash. There's no time to weather in a victory. Before you draw your breath, the second of the fire elementals is upon you, lashing out at you with its willowy, flaming limbs. This is a fire elemental, once more. Flares brightly as it shots what's at you. And I'm stabbing at it. Stabity stab stab stab. I don't know how you can stab fire, but I'm doing it anyway. Somehow, I stab fire. It just works. Because nothing likes being stabbed. Not even fire. And it's like, well, it's magic, so maybe that's it. 22 XP. The second at... The second elemental crumbles into a heap of smouldering ash. As the thick smoke begins to smoke from the blazing towers emerge begins to dissipate. You dismayed to discover the pyromancer was nowhere to be found. Oh dear. Well that's what I get for showing mercy, eh? You escape. I was gonna do listen to you. I probably wouldn't, you know, do anything. But if you had a really convincing argument, I have let you go probably wouldn't because the whole murder thing but still maybe I've looked into it later to searching along the entire length of the alley you'll force yourself to accept the fiendish maid somehow slipped away while you were ba battled his blazing minions hmm Maybe he's summoned an air elemental. Because, I mean, presumably, if you can do one form of elemental, you could probably do the others. Summon air elemental, just, just blow him over the wall. Well, he then broke his neck. <laughs> yeah, probably not, though. Realising it will now prove all but impossible to locate and apprehend the renegade fire wielder. You console yourself with the fact that his destructive rampage, which ultimately led to this alleyway confrontation, is likely over. Still, seething over the lost opportunity to take the murderous spellcaster into custody, you slowly make your way out of the alley. You spend the next several days in and about Mixpool, tending to various tasks and errands, all the while keeping your eyes, ear, 
eyes and ears open for anything that might pretend to chance for adventure. As you move about the city, noting the constant bustle and flow of traffic along its walls, you begin to think that the Witherport, which has has seen more than its fair share of hardship in the recent memory, might at last be on its way to becoming a serious rival for its larger, more established neighbour, that being Twithick, to the south. The moment the notion enters your head, your mind is made up. Unless you get wind of any interesting possible adventures before the end of the day, first thing tomorrow you'll seek passage to Twithick and pay the Adderstone a long overdue visit, visit. And that gets you 256 experience to general, and 32 experience to all skills and powers, and no gold at all because you didn't catch her. Okay, now, I want to catch her, so I'm going to quit without saving. Alright, back to Sir Crokington. Uh, adventures for this location. I didn't save after an unpleasant encounter, so let's just rush through that. Apologise. Teach some manners. Okay. What does telekinesis do? Calling upon your power telekinesis, you attempt to turn your opponent's weapon against them, channeling it. Succeeded. 8 XP to telekinesis. Your man... Your the man's eyes open wide with fear as his own club, despite his grip on the weapon, is driven on into his face with a good degree of force. Stop hitting yourself, huh? The blow propels him backwards and he collapses onto the street amidst a pall of laughter from the gathering crowd of onlookers. He turns to his feet and gathers up his scattered items before returning to face you as he makes ready to depart. It's unwise to cross the sign of the seven, he says, staring at you with cold, murderous eyes. You will learn to fear your own shadow, fool. The man departs into the crowd, and the onlookers who would pause to watch the confrontation resume their respective affairs. You wonder what the man meant by the sign of the seven. And you mull over his parting words before you once again set off on your way. And that is that. Okay. Now let's do Flame Wielder again, but not trust her. Okay, yep, yep, gotta get this murderous mage. 500 gold. Try to take him alive. Okay. Okay, as you stand staring into the gloom, your eyes scouring the heaps of debris and feb heaps of rubbish and debris that fill the remainder of the ally, you contemplate how best to perceive. Right, what happens if I use feathering? Alright, successfully used it. Slinking along the edge of the alley, concealed in the deeper gloom that clings to the leaning wall of an adjacent air warehouse. You stealthily make your way forward, your every sense on edge. As you near the wall at the edge of the alley, you suddenly spot the pyromancer, lurking in a shadow cast by a tall heap of debris near the base of the wall, 
The renegade mage is intently staring across along the narrow lane, his eyes desperately searching the darkness. A faint, satisfied smile falls on your lips when you realise that the young spellcaster, lying in ambush, has no idea where you are. After stealing just a bit closer, you wait until the mage turns his head before rushing forward and launching a surprise attack. Before he's even aware of your presence, you move up from the behind and lay a death blow to the back of the mage's head, sending him reeling into the heap of debris behind which he was hidden. The Pyromancer, expression of wit mix of bewilderment and fear, swiftly spins to face you, drawing out a long iron wad. He mutters something, and the end of the wad bursts into flame. Flames, undeterred, he bravely engaged the unsteady firewielder, determined to end his trail of death and destruction here and now. This is the Pyromancer, and begin combat. Once more, I will subdue him. You are engulfed by the flames of your enemy's attack for 21 damage, as the mage swipes at you with his flaming iron wad. Okay, keep going, keep going, and it is subdued. 19 XP. The mage slumps to the ground at your feet, struggling to draw breath. His dagger drops from his hand, and you instinctively kick the weapon to the side. Despite having suffered a severe beating, the flame-wielding spellcast will most likely recover from his injuries. Okay, here's the mage again. He's asking you to hear him out, but last time I tried that, he summoned two flame fire elementals and then ran away. So I'm just going to take him into custody. You can you can tell whatever you're going to tell me to the judge. Take him into custody. I'm willing to hear him out because it will be a trick which we will escape with. And eager to draw the dangerous encounter to a close, you move swiftly and decisively, landing a sharp blow that instantly renders the mage unconscious. After catching his catching his fall and lowering him gently to the ground, I guess he just lands on me or something, I don't know, you begin to contemplate your next move, delivering him to those who will see to it that he will answer for his crimes. You deliver the Pyromancer, whose name you never did learn, into the hands of the Wither Guild, the powerful merchant confederation at whose behest you accepted the task of capturing him. The three guildsmen to whom you present, the battered son of Fujudip, are overjoyed and immediately pay you double what you have promised. That's 1,000 gold tokens. Very nice, very nice. So adding up, all adding up to... Till we can finally use this gold to get Zorlan's Wing of Arcania, which is very good. Because that's ultimately what we're building up the gold for. I mean, there are a few quests here and there where you use gold. And of course, there's upgrading your residence. But Zorlan's Wing of Arcania is the main reason 
you want to have lots and lots of gold because it costs 250,000 to get it. One of the guildsmen is an elderly man who walks with an elderly man who walks with a noticeable limp. He takes you aside before you leave the guild hall and thanks you for bringing the mage in alive. He's part of a larger enterprise, we fear, he says in a somewhat ominous tone. A rival guild, perhaps? Possible, but not entirely likely. We shall see. Quite certain he'll be inamable to telling us what we want to know. Thank you again. We've done a great deed. That can't be overstated. You make your way out of the hall, but you can't help but feel that you're leaving the fire-wielding mage. A man, a man whose murderous deeds are still smouldering across the city to face an unknown and likely unenviable fate. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You spend the next several days in an Oh, oh, this ends the same as before. Alright, pay the Adderstone long overdue visit. Well, since the quest has told me I will pay the Adderstone a long overdue visit, it would be really weird if the next scenario wasn't in the Adderstone. Okay, anyway, you get 256 experience to general and 32 experience to all skills and powers. Very nice, and that is the end of Flame Wielder. There is one more adventure in Mugsport, Untold Heaps of Bone, but that's a big one. That is a big one. So let's go to Trithic then, because, well. Well, we just said. Because the, the venture sold us to go to Trithic. Visit Trithic. There are no adventures right here in the main city. Hmm. Obviously there's proving grounds, but those aren't really in Trithic. They just start there. There's three. Three is yet to be done. And five is yet to be done. And that actually starts in Trithic. But that's that's definitely deserves its own episode. Seven is the Elder Throne, the conclusion to all the Sangard stuff, and that, well, that starts in Sangard Island, and Uzra also really deserves its own episode to start with, and then several episodes to continue with. Okay, okay. If I can't, there's nothing in the main part of the city. Maybe the eastern part? Into their quarters of the Silver Quest. Yeah, they're ju they're just saying those things, but that will actually be proving grounds five. Visit your residence. Examine the books on the shelves. 
You browse through the many books that line the shelves in the kingdom, noting that several of the volumes are detailed histories of the kingdom. One book in particular that captures your attention is a small brown volume that details the construction and history of Twin Keep. You read through the old book and are surprised to discover that several of its pages are dedicated to the very watchtower in which you now reside. Well, it's about Twinge Keep. I guess it would include the watchtower I'm in. It's not really that surprising. A few of the passages appear to have been written in some sort of code. If you have the skill of law and wish to use it, and it's above level 20, it is, and it is, so I will. For your mastery of law, you are able to readily translate the included passages within the book. You read over the translated text and are surprised to learn the very tower that once stood over this very tower once stood over the keeps keeps old gale. You are equally surprised when 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 it is revealed that the, the old gale's last residence political prisoner by the name of Stella Thurnsbin has been sealed into the dungeon when it was sealed into the dungeon when it was decided to discontinue its operation. That was now nearly 500 years ago. You place the book back on the shelf and turn your attention to the fire. Okay, 500 years ago he was sealed into the dungeon and definitely died. Did he die of thirst? Starvation? Did he decide to end it himself before things got so bad? Either way, this is this is definitely the sort of thing that makes someone become an undead. Because they have business. Business to attend to. And they're not, and they're just going to hang around until it is attended. Onimus, perhaps. But, but maybe, maybe he just dealt with it. It's centuries ago, so it's probably all dealt with by now. And we shall see. Okay, well, let's just relax in front of the fireplace. The embers beneath the opening fire cast a warm glow over you as you relax in the well-upholstered chair a few feet in front of it. You catch yourself dozing off now and again and find it a struggle to stay awake in the face of the fire's hypnotic dance. Suddenly, you are aroused from a moment's slumber by a clamorous knocking at the, at the door of your residence. You open the door and are quite surprised to behold three familiar faces Prithin, Windle, and Iskadar, your fellow members of the Silver Quest, greet you warmly and push you back past you and step into the tower. Imagine them allowing the likes of us, notwithstanding of course you of course Sir Crokington into the grounds of the keep, last Prithin. You've done quite well, Sir Crokington. I only hope this doesn't mean you'll forget about us. To a lengthy and enjoyable visit, 
the three men take their leave of you and you resume your rest in front of the fireplace. Okay, let's try relaxing from the fireplace again. Let's fire the embers beneath the crackling fire. Cast a warm glow over you as you relax in front of the fire, well upholstered in a wide, well upholstered chair, just a few feet in front of it. You catch yourself dozing off now and again, and find it a struggle to stay awake in the face of the fire's hypnotic glance. Okay, yep, this is my residence. Okay, I pay a visit to Thane residence. Uh, no, the Thane is not about. Probably because he's busy on Sargard Island, dealing with all sorts of business here. This is your residence. I could go to the portal chamber. Step into the portal. And then I quickly put on the wing of disguise. I take off something. What do I take off? I'm not quite sure. Probably crowd of serpent wing. Hmm. Yeah, probably shouldn't do that. Anyway, I'm in on Sargard Island. Uh, well, there's nothing to do here. Tim the Terrible has turned up. Hmm. Honestly, I thought Tim the Terrible would be... Hmm. This must be a different Tim the Terrible. Oh, well, anyway. I hope he has fun here on Sunguard Island. Well, let's just leave the island because there's nothing here to do until we do Proving Ground 6. Okay, let's move to the city gates. What is go what could we do in Trithic? Because of course the end of Flame Reader said we should go to Trithic. And there were adventures to do here. Oh random encounters. Uh, no, nothing. While moving along the the deserted forest road Trithic, you encounter a bearded, middle aged man on horseback. Travelling in the opposite direction. Upon seeing you, the man smiles and confidently pats the hilt of a longsword slung at his side. How about it, stranger? he says. As a quay's guilt and glint enters his eyes. A little contest of arms on such a fine more fine afternoon. All in good sport, mind. You can accept the man's challenge. Or decline it. Accept the man's challenge. Upon your acceptance, the man leaps from his saddle and strides towards you, drawing his long sword. As he approaches, I promise to go easy on you, little quitter. He chuckles, it's the bearded swordsman. Begin combat. He's gazing non-lethal combat, it is scaled to plus 12. But, fortunately, well for me, not for him, the SP doesn't scale. I stab as he slashes at you with his longsword. Keep going, keep going. And he is defeated. 6 XP. The bearded long long the bearded swordsman scrambles to his feet and remounts his horse without saying a word. He rumbles off what sounds like a gradualistic remark, tips his hat, and rides off. As you were 
you watch as he departs, and once he's disappeared from view, you once again set off on your way. Alright, one more random encounter. That's the nothing message. Okay, that's enough, and that's enough. Explore the city. Right. The Wither Docks. Adventures here. A friendly reminder. Well, that's part of two, so I want to do it on its own. Okay, the Garled Otter Ale House. There's a grinning otter. There's a large wooden sculpture of a grinning otter. Let's have a closer look at it. It's an observation link. The name Ilderwaf is carved, is engraved on the square stone base upon which the carved otter stand. You recall your encounter with Ilderwaf, the famed sculptor, who was working on the statue of Togwaf uh, at the, uh, iron, the battlegrounds on Iron Crown Island. Alright. That's that. I can buy an ale. You stride up to the ta up to the table at the back of the tavern and offer a quick greeting to the frowning woman serving the owl. She rolls her eyes and rudely shoves a frog a frog frothing tankard at you. The owl is thin and mostly tasteless, but if the froth are less than appealing oily sheen hugs the sur hugs the surface of the of the brownish liquid. You quickly down the ale, set down the empty flagon, and move elsewhere in the alehouse. Well, there's nothing else to do here. Alright, leave. What about the Long Tooth Inn? The Long Tooth Inn is a, is a crowded, ramshackle structure. Structure right next, next to the uh, Wilverbo, with the dogs. The innkeeper is a tall woman. Named Vares. Her two sons, Thomas and Ildemar, help out by seeing to the needs of the guests. You learn the wombs are all currently occupied. Seek, speak with Vares. Vares greets you and spends a few moments speaking with you before she rushes off to mediate an argument that has arisen between two guests. Having spoken with her, you learn about several recent recent happenings in the city. None of which pike your interest. Save one. She tells you that a man who recently stayed at the inn told her about a strange wolf-like beast he encountered in the forest outside the city. Well, maybe that'll lead to something. Maybe it hasn't. Maybe it already has. Leave the inn. There's the Wither Guild Emporium. Which we've already been to. That's where you can sell things. The city gates. Adventures for this location. A friendly reminder. Oh yeah. We've, we've decided to put that off for a bit. Explore the city. There's Blade Square. The northern part. Lilac Monastery. Okay. Purchase up a tall forested hill. At the far end of Twithick. Just inside the city walls. Sits... The imposing monastery of Lilac. The mammoth building of grey stone is, is the oldest structure in the city, built many centuries ago by a missionary of Scythoc named Shayaf Lilac. Since the time of Lilac, the monastery has become been home to the Order of the Hammerstein, an astutely Alright, hmm, a missionary going to traffic. Hmm. 
It does imply that it was convert that there was another village in around here. But that's been converted out. Oh well. I guess we'll never know. An astutely devout brotherhood of monks who've dedicated themselves to a peaceful, pious existence away from the affairs of the outside world. A tall iron fence surrounds the entirety of the hill on which the Lilac Monastery sits, keeping the, keeping the property secure from an increasingly seedy outlook. Two monks, each garbed in the plain green robes common to the order of the Hammerstein, stand guard at the gate. Each monk has a war hammer slung from his belt. As you approach the gate, they smile and greet you cautiously. Do you seek to journey to Lilac this day? Ask one of the monks, pointing to the winding dirt road behind the gate that winds around the forested hillside. Before you can answer the monk, monks have thrown up the gate and stepped up, but stepped back to allow you passage up to the monastery. Head up the road and enter the monastery, of course. Well, since they've opened the gate, it'd be rude not to. The main door of Lilac Monastery is an impressive as its imposing interior. Tall stone columns rise to meet massive wooden arches that support a ceiling that peaks far overhead. A tall group of monks, garbed in the plain green robes of the Order of Haversnine, are moving about, entering and leaving various chambers of the main hall. A broad tapestry, depicting two cross war hammers over the symbol of Sifak, hangs in the centre of the hall. A group of children, led by an elderly monk, pass by. You pay them little heed until the children begin squeaking in fear. You spin around and are horrified to see four large highbrow beetles scuttling across the hall towards them, their pincers wavishly snapping in the air. Oh, I haven't actually done this one yet. Hmm. Anyway, there is business here. So I could rush to the age of the children. Which is obviously what you're supposed to do. I could do nothing, which is a jerk thing, or flee the monastery immediately, which is also a jerk thing to do. And what are eyeball beetles anyway? Fortunately, time is frozen while I'm reading this. <laughs> which is convenient, really, because otherwise those children will get eaten. Highball beetles. The dog sized black shell beetles are relatively common throughout the woodlands of Tysa, Thlydon, and Warsa. They are carnivorous and have, have a nearly insatiable appetite. These predators will, will usually attack anything that moves in their vicinity. They have a large set of powerful pincers that protrude, protrude to cover their mandibles and have a long, sharp horn that sticks squarely in the middle of their head. Well, now you know what they look like. I can rush to the defence of the children. I hop to it. You place yourself in front of the children. Prepare to meet the beetles advance. The horrid, black insects clatter rapidly across the stone floor and swarm upon you. 
the powerful pincers snapping wildly. This is four highball beetles. Begin combat. I can kill them, or I can kill them quickly. They're obviously three plus because this is one of the first, the first adventures in the game because the section number was only 871, and somehow I'd never actually got round to doing it with it, doing it with Sir Quokington. Oh well, fight them aggressively. They snap at you with their powerful pincers. I just hop, hop on, hop in the air, hop in the air, start, and then pile drive down dagger first, and they are slain. I stab them so hard they explode and take out the rest of them. One XP, because as I as I've said before, this is a very early adventure. You step back from the remains of the slain, the dead beetles. And turn around to see that the children are stare, staring, well, I guess across and slightly down at you in awe. The elderly monk who is leading them smiles and graciously thanks you. There's a plague upon this place, he says sadly. I fear that unless our brother's mission below succeeds, we shall be overrun by this pestilence. Well, that's interesting. Let's ask more. The monk tells you he can say nothing further about the matter. If you wish, if you wish, you may speak with the master of the order, he says. Brother Ardrach is our master, and you may find him in the ch- chamber at the far end of the hall. May the All-Father watch over you, friend. Well, alright, this looks like something that needs, they might need help with. Pay a visit to Brother Ardrach. Brother Aldrock is much younger than you expected. As the monk rises from behind the clattered table at which he was sitting, you sense you were in the presence of a skilled warrior. Well, you don't get called the Order of the Hammer sign without getting good at hammers. You introduce yourself to the Master of the Order of the Hammer sign and bow cautiously. When you inquire about the troubles plaguing the monastery, he ushers you into a chamber and closes the door. He looks, look, looks you over carefully and then, in a low voice, tells you of the recent events and dialogue. Perhaps you can help us, he says wearily. There is a pestilence that has come upon us and I fear it is not of this world. Boer Aldrock explains that for the past several weeks Strange creatures have been sighted in the monastery and have attacked several monks. One monk was recently found dead in the lower hallways. His body was covered with vicious wounds that were identified as bite marks. At first it was rats of the common variety, he says gravely. Then there were tarn racks. Then snakes, and now these insidious breed beetles. It's a plague, not of this world. I thought you would not wish to alarm the brothers or attract the outside attention. I fear this problem is starting to spiral out of control and may consume us. Bolivar tells you that Lilac Monastery was built.
built over the ruins of an ancient shadow path, Sorceress Tower. The mon the mon the monastery's builders were unaware of the shadow the shadow path that lay in the ruins of a secret subterranean levels below the tower's ruins. Shadow path, as is well known, are magical gateways between the world of Swift and the shadow filled never realm of the neverness. You learned that once a shadow path was discovered, it was sealed by the way of a shadow gate. What is a shadow gate? Well, let's just wait now. Shadow path. Well, okay. This is quite complicated, but I'll read this all now. A shadow path is a dimensional rift between the world of Swift and the Neverness that, that manifests itself self in the form of a form of a swirling black and grey vortex. During the age of Alderaan, there existed many magical gateways between the world of Swift and the shadowy Neverwhelm, the Neverness. These gateways came to be known as Shadow Paths, for they were portals to the darkest, most nightmarish regions of the Neverness. Why can't we have a shadow path that opens to one of the nice regions? Because apparently there are nice regions. What is one of the neutral regions? The shadow paths were only, were only small elements of much larger whiffs between Swift and the Neverness that existed during the Age of Storms. During the Age of Aldorn, people and nations of Swift waged a nearly endless battle against the evil creatures of, sh of Shadow and used these portals as points of invasion from their dark from their dark Neverall realms. Corrid, a powerful Aldevari spellcaster was the first to discover a potent magic that could seal off these these Neville gateways. As a member of the Grey Circle, he taught his powerful magic to many on the Brotherhood of Mages. Thus, through the efforts of the Mages of the Grey Circle, nearly all of the Shadow Paths that plague Swift were sealed. And of course, we sealed one ourselves way back when we were doing Proving Grounds 1. And if you scroll down a bit, you'll find it. When the shadow path was sealed, in its wake, the sealers left a size, sizable slab of stone known as the shadow gate. The shadow gates were covered with a cryptic code of ruins. Runes. The code of ruins was actually a powerful counterspell that, if deciphered correctly, could be invoked to destroy the shadow path, shadow gate, and open the shadow path. Crawford had created the complex coded counterspell in the event that his own magic should ever require should ever require undoing. I can't think of a circumstance that would be needed, but I don't know. Maybe there's something you need to get in the Neverness. Maybe the entire realm of 
maybe the entire realm of, of Swift has become just totally screwed and you need to flee into the neverness. Realising the danger posed by the counterspell, Kuru had created only one copy of the cipher needed to depict his code. The cipher filled nearly... The cipher needed to decrypt his code. The cipher filled nearly 300 pages. And when completed, Kuru gave the weighty tome to the head of his order. Grey Mage for safekeeping. An unlocked shadow gate may, may may again be locked by a mage with a high enough level of mastery in the sphere of gating. There are also magical items that have been imbued with the ability to relock shadow gates. The only way to unlock a locked shadow gate is through the use of Corey's cipher used by all accounts a protected artifact in the keeping of the grey mage admittedly there are a few mages that know know it such as which one is oh wait who was it who was it oh oh, i should remember i should remember but anyway you'll you'll know who it was if you go through proof of grounds one this is by all, either play it yourself or just read my one. This is by all accounts a protected artifact that's in the keeping of a grey mage. A shadow path with no accompanying shadow gate. A very dangerous, a very dangerous thing indeed. Can be closed by a mage with a very high level of mastery in the sphere of gating. It is a dangerous proposition, though, and failure of such an attempt can have disastrous results. Uh. Sealed by the way of a shadow gate. The shadow gate has lain undisturbed in the secret subterranean levels below the monastery for many hundreds of years, known only to the master of the Order of Hammerside. Well, it was sealed, so... And it's a shadow gate, and those things are nearly impossible to open. So, and with this monastery on top, with a load of badass monks in it, it's not like anyone's going to get there, unless they open it from the other side. Hmm. And apparently, that is what has occurred. Unless someone has sneaked in, or there's some sort of nefarious person within the order, which must be what happened. One of those things has occurred, because apparently the gate is open. A week ago, we discovered the hidden door in the cellars, which leads to the secret levels that recently been opened from the inside. <gasps> oh no, says Brother Aldrak. Never... Never before, since the time of the monastery's builders, has any man gone down into the ruined levels. But I had no choice. I sent forth the greatest warrior of our order, and two others, to find and lock the Shadow Gate. They have not returned. There is a long silence, 
was at last broken by a deep sigh from Brother Alrek. <sighs> Alas, he says, I fear this treachery might have come from being within the Brotherhood itself. Who else but one among us would have been able? Would have been. Wait, right, but it was open from the inside. Okay, I guess the treachery was later? Who else but among us would have been able to learn that a shadow gate lay locked in the deep secret levels not known to anyone but me? Were I not were I, were not require were I not required here to protect the others, I would go and seek seek out our lost brothers myself. You sense that Brother Aldra wishes to ask you something, but he's hesitant to do so. So I could excuse myself and leave the monastery, but who knows what dark things could happen. Happen while I if I leave if I leave unattended. So obviously I can offer to help. Brother Brother Aldrak is visibly taken aback by your courageous offer. He quickly regains his composure and grasps you firmly by both shoulders. So be it, Sir Crokington, he says, smiling wolf. All father, he says, smiling wolf. All what? Smiling warmly. The all father has indeed heard my prayers. He asked him for guidance, and he sent me a hero. Brother Aldrak wastes little time. He properly leads you from the chamber out into the main hall, and down a series of spiralling steps. You quickly lose track of which way you've gone, and just as you're beginning to wonder where you're headed, the monk stops and looks in both directions to make certain the hall is empty. Then, in a rather he gently presses on several sec- sections of the wall in a rather complex sequence. Slowly, and with barely a sound, a large section of the wall slides inward, revealing a small, torchlit chamber. He quickly ushers you inside, and the wall slides back into place behind you. There is a door. There is the door that leads to the lower levels, he says grimly. The, la- the large rusty iron door set into the far far wall looks ancient and extremely heavy. A small chamber at the back, at the, at a small table in the corner of the corner of the room bears a collection of items. Brother Aldrak tells you you may look over the items and take whatever you may need. Please continue. Alright, let's have a look at these items. You take a look at a few. You take a few moments to look over the equipment on the table. You may take anything you like. Okay, this is. There's a well crafted warhammer. There's a hooded lantern. That's. This hooded lantern should help you see in dark places. There was a game master. I suggest you stay out of dark places. They're likely to be filled with danger, but danger? That I like danger, because danger usually means fun. <laughs> and you know, XP, fun and XP. Okay, there's there's a lot of there's there's common things. There's an iron helm. That's also a unique item. 
and the small shield. I think you can probably get that elsewhere. Okay, yeah, the small shield you can get elsewhere. The leather boots you can get elsewhere, I think. These boots will protect your feet. Leather armor. I'm just gonna check, check they're not check they're not new. Alright, actually I'm just gonna take everything and then store it and store a lot of it later. Yes. Alright. Yep, store a lot of it because while they're no unique items, none of them are generic new loot items. So I'm not they're not they're not you're not going to do things you're going to find lots of. Although the small shield you can, you'll probably find somewhere else. You can get out of Hawklaw for example. You probably will within a few minutes of starting the game. Although admittedly it is somewhat uncouth to just take all these items. Brother Aldrak Pats the heavy door. Beyond the door, you'll find a set of steps that lead down into the first level of the Tower Ruins. What you'll find therein, I cannot say. Brother Cole, our Order's greatest warrior, went down those stairs a week ago with Brother Holif and Brother Toro. What end they have met, I cannot say. You can only, I can only warn you to be extra cautious should you pass through the door. The Shadow Gate has indeed been locked. There is no telling what horrors may lay in lurk down in the dark. You will need to find Brother Cole and the others, he says. Brother Cole carries with him a gemstone, imbued with the magic necessary to lock the Shadow Gate. The Shadow Gate is locked on the lowest is located on the lowest of the three levels below here. The Shadow Gate is not locked. I fear that this pestilence, or worst, will consume our monastery and our city. Brother Aldrak exchanges a shoulder cross with you and smiles. You are brave, Sir Crowton, he says. I do not know that you, but no, yet know that you do not go alone, for the All Father is always with us. Good luck, I shall be awaiting your return. With your trusted light source at the weddy, you begin you prepare to begin your quest to find the lost monks and attempt to lock the shadow gate. Brother Aldrak swings open the heavy iron door and you step through it into an inky blackness. Okay, this is a safe spot. You are standing at the top of the stone steps that lead up lead up to the heavy iron door. You know that on the other side of the, of the door, Brother Aldrak is illegally awaiting your return. You may safely rest here, if you wish. At any time, if you wish to abandon the quest, you may do so by opening the iron door and leaving the stone steps. You may descend the stairs or abandon your quest. Well, I'm going to save here, and in the next episode, we will... Well, we'll go down... We will deal with the problems in Lilac Monastery, but until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.